Army veteran Jay Sheehan has extensive experience in personnel staffing and recruiting and recently started Freelance Vets, which is a platform that helps military veterans and military spouses find remote work. Coming up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. We've used Navy Federal many times over the years for automobile loans. So whether it's your first car or your dream car, Navy Federal is there to help guide you into finding a comfortable monthly payment you can afford. Plus, they have military discounts. Check them out at NavyFederal.org. All right, today we're talking with Jay Sheehan. Jay's worked on, uh, Jay's actually one of the ones starting freelance vets. Uh, before we get to talking about that, Jay, take us back and tell us what you did in the Army. All right, John. Well, my uh, my last MOS was 97 Echo Interrogator mm-hmm. um, with Arabic linguists in the background. Um, kind of got thrown into that. Uh, I had been driving out to the language school to learn Mandarin and our MTO changed. So our theater changed, everything changed as I'm driving out there. This is pre nine 11 and uh, got halfway out there and was told that I'm going out there for Arabic now instead, which was kind of a, a kick, but uh, we, we all know how that goes. You just, you know, carry on, drive on and get the job done. But uh, at the language school, um, learning modern standard Arabic with a, a good bunch of group of guys and girls from all branches and nine uh, 11 happened. Um, I had previously joined in uh, end of 91, 92 for desert storm, desert shield and was a uh, combat engineer and then got talked into going to MI. That's a weird transition, honestly, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I, I look back and it was some of the best and worst times of my life. I'm sure pretty much everyone will have that same experience, but, uh, that's, uh, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. So you probably get a little bit of, uh, probably get a couple of chances to use that language, uh, in the last few years, uh, following or last year's following September 11th. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably some good stories for another podcast. So talk to us about w- when you ended up getting out or you retired, um, what your transition out of the army was like, um, and ultimately how you got into entrepreneurship. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I was active duty reserve guard, active duty reserves, you know? So, uh, I, I like to joke that I spent more time on active duty as a reservist than I did in, uh, active duty. Yeah. Um, so having that background, I was able to work, you know, in between a lot of times and I got into uh, recruitment, civilian recruitment and working for a uh, staffing firm and opened up several offices for them and really took to it. So when I came home, um, I kind of went out on my own. I hooked up with a a gentleman that I used to work with at a a former agency and he and I opened up our first startup and within about three years, we were billing about $12 million uh, with multiple offices all all over the state of Connecticut and uh, just, you know, kicking ass and taking names. And it was, it was good. Um, it was hard for me not to, to work for myself. Uh, you know, had some karate schools in the past, uh, I've always dabbled in entrepreneurship. And when I came out this last time, I said, this is it starting a family, 
going to make this work. So I got into what I knew well, which was that recruitment industry and never looked back. So can you tell us a little bit about the, re- the uh, recruiting industry? It was really more recruiting, not, not staffing agency type stuff. Is that correct? Uh, well, actually I worked for what they would call a full service. So mm-hmm. we did uh, temporary staffing, long-term contingent staffing, direct hire contract work. We had it all under one roof. So when I went out on my own, I kind of took that same model with me because it's what I knew. Um, you know, I had programmers and engineers working for companies as contractors. We would make uh, direct placements. Uh, we placed the vice president of a fortune 500 company one year. Um, a lot of what I did was in the manufacturing field, mm-hmm. manufacturing and distribution. Uh, at one point, my company was the uh, national provider for Macy's logistics and operations. So anything that, you know, you or your wife bought online um, basically was most likely packed by one of the people that worked for me <laughs> and sent to your house. <laughs> so, uh, so we were all over the place with that. Yeah. So I got this natural, I got a natural curiosity about, about that business. What, um, can you talk through the methodology on you know, what it, what is it like? Usually are companies coming to you saying we need help with our staffing. Are you going out and soliciting companies saying, Hey, we can help you with our staffing. Um, I'm sure there's a mix. And then can you kind of walk the dog with us about what it's like to land a contract with a company like that? And then where do you go to, where's your fishing hole that you go to, to find labor or skilled labor or management type people and how you screen them, match them up and ultimately close it on the other end where you get somebody hired or bring somebody in. Roger that. Yeah. Well, um, as you said, it, it is a mix of going out and soliciting business, getting the, getting to hear that word. No, you know, a thousand times before you hear yes once. Uh, so you build that thick skin, but I mean, I think we already had thick skins being in the military, especially depending upon your MOS, you know, we're yelled at a lot. So I, I think we kind of developed that uh, understanding that at the end of the day, you just got to get the job done. Right. So, um, so yeah, we would go out and sell a lot. Uh, cause if you're not selling, you're dying in that industry, you know, one, one bad, uh, one bad job and you could lose 12, you know, um, and that's, that's one of the drawbacks of the industry is, is that, uh, your commodity, so to speak, or who you're actually putting to work are, are people. It's not like uh, buying a, a laptop and putting it on the desk and it works. You know, a person has, um, their own thought process. You know, they might not want to get up and go to work tomorrow. So they don't go to work. And if they don't go to work, then you're not getting paid, you know? So there's all of that mixed into it. Um, so with my companies, we always would try to place a veteran first. Uh, in fact, I had an office in um, Jacksonville, North Carolina, right off the uh, rear gate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we would constantly try to recruit veterans and military spouses because you get a different work ethic. You know, we're used to getting up early. We're used to going to work. We're doing our job. There's not always a lot of thanks in what we do, you know, but you get up and you do it anyway because it's your job, you know? So, mm-hmm from a standpoint of an employer for, you know, us, we were an employer uh, with a lot of employees. So we would always look for a veteran first. And um, that 
that really held tight for us, no matter how big or how busy we got. If there was a veteran and they needed a job, we would give them the opportunity to, you know, better themselves and, and get a position that might, you know, might otherwise change their lives. You know, I know a lot of guys and girls when they get out, they, they don't have the, the path drawn out for them. And that's one of the problems with transition, I think. And I, I don't know if I'm right. getting off track on you, but no, not at all. I would, I'd love to talk about the transit. I'd love to hear your perspective on transition. <laughs> what a good one is and what a bad one is. Well, I mean, I think we've, we've all been through it. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times uh, when you're transitioning, you just want to check the box, you know, right. you're tired. You don't want to go through and sit that, sit in that class and be told how to write a resume. You know, you don't, you just don't want to do it, you know? And unfortunately it's, uh, it's something that the military provides us and we don't always, depending upon age, I think, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with age and um, where your head's at, you know, when you're younger and you're getting out after like four, four or six years, you're, you know, you're, thinking you're invincible almost. So you're just going to get out and do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what uh, you get a career military person and he or she has a different mindset as to f- what they would like to try to achieve next. You know, they've had a career and they're trying to move on, carry on with hopefully a family or whatever their next step in their career path is. So I think that um, age and experience play a lot of different roles during that transition. Um, and I, I think a lot of us will agree that the transition programs, you know, they work if you work them, but some of them don't work that well. You know, I, I mean, as a recruiter for many, many years, I would always try to go through the, the transition programs at local bases. Yeah. But, you know, Bragg might not speak to Lejeune, you know, or they don't at all, right. you know, or Lejeune might not speak to Cherry Point. You know, so you have all these different, hands in the pot, so to speak. And not one of them is on the same page. A lot of times, I think that's one of the inherent issues with the transition program, you know, X, Y, Z base or post or installation might do a fantastic job of preparing the soldier, sailor, or Marine to get out. Um, but you know, the one down the street or the next town over doesn't, you know, and, and I think there's a big disconnect there on the transitioning side and that other disconnect, like I said, is what do you want to do when you get out? Right. Or, you know, the old adage, what do you want to be when you grow up? (laughs) You know, it's, it's funny and it it is, but it isn't, you know, it's truly, you know, we, we join the military, we do our job every day. And sometimes those jobs directly translate into civilian work. And sometimes they don't, you know, right. So did you love your job in the military? Some of us may, some of us may not have, or it wasn't so bad, mm-hmm. but do you see yourself doing it the next 20 years? Right. You know, so these are all questions you have to ask yourself during that transition period. Um, I know the military has been getting a lot better with programs, fellowships, uh, apprenticeship programs that you can, you know, depending on command work at as, as apprentice in a position, you know, for six, nine months before you, ETS. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. If that's available, I, I say, take advantage of it. It's a kind of a try before you buy, you know, oh, you absolutely. get to go out and, and see an employer in the real world and have a civilian job while you're, you know, still in the military, quote unquote. Yeah. So you I know, think even, even if that's not the job you end up with, 
knowing what you don't want sometimes is more valuable than, than knowing what you want. Um, so without a doubt. And, <laughs> you know, I was in the, the staffing business, you know, so a lot of times we'll have a temp or attempt to hire job. And sometimes it might not be the great, greatest thing, but I, I tell a story. One of the first placements I ever met, um, gentleman had just got out of jail after five years and came in with his wife, his kids, his mom, and his pastor (laughs) begging for a job. And I said, you know, listen, I'll take the chance on you. I got a job. It's just one day show up Monday, 8 AM, do the job. If I get a good report, I'll get you the next one and we'll just carry on and move forward. That gentleman now runs a crew of 30 people at the same position. He never left that job. And that's uh, 13 years ago, I think. Wow. You know, so yeah. that's an, that's an amazing story. Hey, you know, uh, it all comes back to how you carry yourself and what you want to do with yourself when you get out. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. All right, Jay, uh, hold that thought. We're, we're going to be right back and uh, we're going to get to talking about, um, what you guys are doing with freelance vets. So we'll be right back. Certainly. Your membership is a big deal. Navy Federal Credit Union will help you save money, make money and enjoy peace of mind and security through personalized around the clock service. Their members earn and save an average of $289 more per year just by banking with them. And if you're looking for a car, whether it's your first car or your dream car, Navy Federal is there to guide you into finding a comfortable monthly payment you can afford. With their auto loan calculator, you can estimate payments for your auto loan so you know what's right for you and your budget. The car you want is within reach with their low rates. Enjoy an easy application process, military discounts, and get a decision in seconds. Get car financing without leaving your home. Apply online on our mobile app or by phone. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, dollar value based on 2018 study by Navy Federal. Messages and data rates may apply. Visit NavyFederal.org for more information. All right, back talking with Army veteran Jay Sheehan. So uh, before the break, we were were talking about remote work, and uh, I wanted to get uh, move forward and talk about what you guys are doing with freelance vets. So what's going on? What's the State of the Union as far as remote work these days, because obviously we've all been kind of forced into the area of remote work um, with COVID-19 and everything going on. But before, even before that happened, remote work has really been start has been getting a lot of momentum. There's a lot of legit work, a lot of legit jobs, like real careers that are almost all remote. And so with freelance vets, you know, tell us what's going on in the area of remote work and what those opportunities are for veterans. Certainly. My pleasure. Well, I mean, as you were just saying, we've all kind of been thrust into this now. Um, but what we feel is going to happen, uh, because as a direct of, you know, direct occurrence of what's been going on in the, the nation and across the world is that we feel that clients and um, companies are going to be more dependent upon freelancers and remote workers than they were even before. And to put into perspective, uh, last year, one of the reports said that, uh, by the year 2027, this was before COVID happened, by the year 2027, they, they estimate that 53% of the jobs in the United States will all be done remotely. Mm. Um, that's a huge number if you want to actually look at it you yeah. know, demographically. Right now, we're already at the number probably or even higher uh, other than you know the, the standard jobs that you really have to be there for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was kind of fortuitous that we opened when we did or launched the platform when we did we were trying to launch the end of last year, but you know, programming is expensive and um, it's also 
a lot more than you ever think it is, you know, <laughs> as I'm sure you can tell by doing what you do for all these years, the technology changes rapidly and, yep. you know, to try to keep ahead of that curve is, is daunting. Uh, so we had some setbacks and literally rolled out the platform about three and a half weeks ago. So mm-hmm. we're excited that, you know, we're new, but we're excited that we're going to be able to bring those remote jobs to the veteran and military spouse community. Cause that's what freelance yeah. vets is about. It is literally a showcase and spotlight for veterans and their spouses to get remote jobs. Um, there's other sites out there that say they help veterans get, you know, remote work or freelance work. And it's literally a checkbox on the third page of this one. We're not that we are literally only about active duty veterans and military spouses. So we'll be going after the same positions that a lot of those other uh, platforms have, but our bread and butter or who we're trying to promote the most is just that one community. And Mm -hmm. we feel it'll be twofold. Um, One, it'll open the community up to jobs that they might not have been exposed to, you know, and those jobs could be cybersecurity, graphic design, IT, HR, accounting, um, as we were discussing offsite there earlier, what, you know, virtual assistants, um, any plethora of jobs that are available that now more and more companies see can be handled remotely. Um, so with that being said, the companies and clients that we'll be bringing in now have a, a better taste for what works and what doesn't. So I, I think it puts all of us in a better light because a lot of times when you're hiring a freelancer as a company, you're ended up with a freelancer from overseas. Um, sometimes there's a time difference, which might be an issue. Mm-hmm. A lot of times there's a communication difference, which is always an issue. Right. Um, so we feel that, uh, you know, with veterans and military spouses, that that should be taken off the table. Um, they're going to, a client or a customer is going to get someone that, you know, is... English speaking as a first language mm-hmm. might speak multiple languages may still hold the top secret clearance or a secret clearance. You know, mm-hmm. we come to the table with so many skills and soft skills that a normal employer can't usually translate, but now that they can see it in front of them, I believe it'll translate a lot better. I, I think it just puts all of us in a better light. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the things that we're so excited about. You know, we're, we're just excited to be able to shine a light on this community. You know, the, the military spouse unemployment rate is, uh, I think the last number I saw was a little over 24%. Mm. That's ridiculous. That shouldn't be a thing. It right. shouldn't be, you know. Uh, spouses, you know, get the crap into the stick a lot of times. They're, they're following us around the country right. or the world a lot of times and trying to keep a family together and end up working a job for minimum wage, just trying to make ends meet. Oh, and, yeah. and a lot of times you know, overseas, you know, depending on what country you're in, you, you might be able to get a job on, on base or on post because it's U.S. laws, but you can't even go work. The spouse can't even go work out in town. Right. It's illegal for a non-citizen of that country to get a job. Right. And how many jobs are there on base for a spouse? Oh, it's very limited. So, right. You know, I, I was just speaking to another spouse the other day who she said that, you know, every time they get 
PCS, you know, the first stop they make is, you know, they unpack the truck and they drive right over to FRG and, you know, try to find out where the jobs are, what they are and, and how they can go about getting them. You know, mm-hmm. this is something that makes it almost completely portable, you know, yes, uh, the, the employer and everything is done online and they basically get to become their own boss. Um, you know, I was involved in another uh, podcast just recently and the whole premise behind it was designing your life as a veteran or a military spouse. What better way to design your life than to literally create a business around yourself? Yeah. Uh, it's phenomenal. What, what, so, um, what do you think sometimes from a military spouse perspective or even a veteran looking for remote work, I, th- I think that the typical mentality for somebody that might be new to this concept of remote work is it's, it's going to be really hard for me to find quality work, a quality job. But I suspect the opposite is true. The, the, the real problem in what you're doing is probably finding the military spouses that are looking for this kind of work. You, what do you have more of? People looking for jobs or companies kicking and screaming trying to hire military spouses and remote work veterans? Well, that's interesting because right now it's just, you know, it's, it's the doomsday method right now. I'm not, I'm not sure any of us can really quantify what's going on. Um, you know, companies that are quote unquote essential are still working, uh, but they're unable to find people to come to work. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and then companies that aren't essential that aren't working have, you know, um, employees that they would like to continue to, to employ, but they're not able to, you know, for reasons that we all, you know, are, sitting and working through ourselves. Um, normally if you follow like the jobs report every year, I know no one really follows that unless you're really in an industry that it makes sense to, Mm -hmm. you know, the financial industry or, or employment. Um, so in staffing, you usually it's, it's one or the other, you have more jobs than people or you have more people than jobs. So it's either a buyer's market or a seller's market in that sense, kind of like in the housing market. Um, so it's a buyer's market when, you have um, more jobs than people, you know, you can, or more people than jobs. You can be very selective on who you take in on those jobs. And then it flip flops and a a customer may may have 20 jobs open and only three people apply. Those three people can now hold that employer out for a little bit more money or more benefits or whatever. So you see that in the industry Um, on the remote side, you're competing against people worldwide because a lot of these jobs can be done from anywhere, you know? So uh, I believe that it'll be a little bit more of a fair playing ground in the sense uh, the customer or client will be able to pick and choose from a larger pool. But Mm -hmm. because we have made that pool more finite and more detailed, I believe that the pool that we are bringing to the table is a much better product than most of the other ones out there. So um, in that sense, I believe that uh, the people that register freelance vets and the jobs that we have coming in are going to experience a a greater uh, satisfaction on both sides. Uh, Satisfaction for the, the client because they'll have someone that, you know, speaks the language quote unquote and has a work ethic that will, you know, walk through a wall to get the job done. You know, I don't, 
I can't speak for you, but I, I know that we were always push, push, push to get the job done at whatever cost, right? Mm-hmm. That translates as far as work ethic is concerned, you know? So oh, yeah. I still get up before five every day. You know, people think I'm nuts. Like, what could you possibly do that early? I'm like, I'm ready for work and working before you guys are, you know, dusting your eyes off and getting your first cup of coffee. I do more before know? 9 a.m. So, than most people do. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to date myself, but you just did it for us. It's okay, John. Uh, <laughs> well, but, hey, um, do, you, do you do you find it? Do you find yourself having to educate potential clients on military spouse? Like a military military spouse? What's that? What do you mean military spouse? All the time. All the time, and, you know, I, I would be reticent to say that I am the uh, best proponent of it because, you know, when I was married in the military, I didn't put as much thought into it because we didn't have children at the time. You know, we just, we, we did our thing. Um, I didn't put as much in, uh, thought into what does the spouse have to go through as I do now. You know, I've been more exposed to it now uh, over the last year or two doing what we're doing um, that, I see the, the holes in the, the model and mm-hmm. I just want to help, you know, my partner and I, that's all we want to do is be able to help as many people as we possibly can every day. You know, we have very good success in the other business uh, by direct placement of veterans and spouses. And now we want to take that and multiply it over and over again so that we can help more every day. And I believe that the spouses suffer from a lot of things you know there's uh, there's a mental toll you know what's my identity if it's not my husband or wife what's my identity as a military spouse you know because right. they're following us like i said all over the world a lot of times or they're staying in our home of record to take care of our families while we're all over the world you know there's a lot that goes into being a spouse that a lot of uh, employers just can't understand so you know i think it's our job uh, as a company and as a community to help the employers understand better what they get in an employee or, uh, and that just as a person mm-hmm. by hiring a military spouse. And I believe that once we educate them, the cell is over with, you know, they'll see the, the value. And that's all we're trying to do is bring the value and show them that value. And so if somebody's interested in freelance vets uh, applying for a job or a client that may be looking to hire a military spouse, um, how do they find freelance vets? Real simple. They can just go to freelancevets.com. The the page is open, ready for for business. Uh, They can click on if they want to be a freelancer or they want to work. Or if they're a client looking for a freelancer, I want to hire. And the application process on either side is is very simple. in order to keep our database true, you know, and not diluted people that are not free, uh, not veterans or spouses, uh, we have a verification process that we ask uh, every applicant to go through, mm-hmm. uh, be it, uh, you know, uploading a copy of the VA identification card or um, for spouses, a copy of spousal orders and a marriage certificate or the DOD 1172 form, or if they feel comfortable with their ID, their ID. Um, one of the things that we tried to work very hard on, you know, because I was MI, I uh, take security pretty, pretty seriously. So mm-hmm. one of the things that we worked pretty hard on was once the verification process is done and we click verified, it deletes that record off the server. So there's no copy of it anymore. Um, you know, I didn't want us to be 
responsible for people's personal information. Right. You know what I mean? Because really all we're doing is acting as a matchmaker. Sure. Uh, we're bringing the veteran or spouse to the table and we're bringing the client customer to the table and letting them work it out, you know? So, yeah. And so what's the process they go through once they're in the database and looking around at jobs, what, what's the hiring process or the, the selection process consist of? Okay. Well, right now we are, like I said, we just launched. So we try to do it in phases because, uh, you know, we didn't want to uh, aim big and miss big. We wanted to aim small, miss small. So our phase one, which is what we're over 50% through with, was to try to get a 1,000 freelancers registered and verified on the system. We're over 500, almost hitting six now in a little over three weeks. So we're pretty happy with the organic growth of it right now. Yeah. Um, and then phase two was bringing the clients and customers on board with the jobs. We have uh, two com- companies that are actually working with us. They start on Wednesday. So tomorrow actually uh, with a few of the freelancers that we have in the system to try to make sure that the customer side and client side works the way we thought it would. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can do testing a hundred times, but until someone that has never used it before uses it, you don't know if it works properly, you know, or you're missing something. So, um, phase one, I said, like I said, was to bring in the freelancers. We're working diligently and rapidly through that. And phase two would be to bring the clients on board. So what they would be looking at once phase two is over, which is probably about the next three weeks, um, the system will be completely open and live at that point. What they'll be looking at is, is you go on as a freelancer and register, mm-hmm. uh, once you're approved to, to look at jobs you'll be able to go onto the jobs board and search for things in your field. Uh, maybe you're a graphic designer or um, we have, you know, one of the best voiceover artists that was on one of our competitor sites who happens to be an army veteran. And now he's on our, our platform as well, looking mm-hmm. for a job. So, you know, there's going to be a, you know, a, a supermarket of jobs basically there. You know, there could be jobs in graphic design, cyber, um, IT infrastructure, uh, Scrum, uh, HR, you know, you name it. We're going to be going and going after those companies that are out there looking for people just like that, that might not have been exposed to the veteran or military spouse community. And then from a client side, once they're approved, because we do approve all the clients as well, uh, we don't want those work at Hamps home scams or MLMs or (laughs) any of that, you know, bastardizing our, our, our product and our project here. So the client has to go through their own application process. We, we vet the client, we get on a phone call with them directly to make sure that they are who they say they are, the positions are what they say they are. Mm -hmm. And then once we approve them, then they can post a job. But then again, we approve the job too. We don't want anything that is quote unquote risque or, you know, that doesn't fit the model. So we try to take care of both sides because we feel that the veterans and military spouses are worth a little extra effort. You know what I mean? You're not talking about a lot of extra effort. It's just, doing the right thing for the right people for the right reasons. And that's what we're here to do. Absolutely. Well, that's awesome. Well, Jay, thanks for sharing that. So freelancevets.com, if you're interested in uh, finding military spouses or veterans or, or, or if you're a spouse or veteran looking for a job or um, regardless of what your current, current conditions are um, overseas, uh, 
within the U.S. All all fair game. So a uh, great place to to check out and look for uh, some for potential career choices. And uh, and the the best part about it is it is mobile. You know, all these jobs if it's remote work, it it shouldn't really change much. You know, with with between each each PCS and even if you end up PCSing overseas or coming back from overseas. Uh, there's definitely a avail- you know, continuity uh, situation and continuity opportunity there, so it's pretty awesome. So, um, Jay, I do want to give you the last word. We're about out of time. Um, somebody that's somebody that's transitioning out of the military, whether you're talking to the military member or the spouse, um, what kind of advice would you have for them if they're if they're looking at remote work or if they're not really sure about what this whole remote work uh, possibilities are? Uh, well, I would say that, uh, as we were saying earlier, try before you buy the freelance model for a lot of people, even though they're not familiar with it or comfortable with it yet can be an excellent opportunity before you're getting out to say, okay, well, let me try this job. It, it kind of fits what my soft skills are and, and where I want to see my career go moving forward. So a lot of us don't want to get out and take that security job or that contracting job overseas or whatever. And some of us do, there's no harm, no foul in that, but this will allow you the opportunity to be your own boss. Cause that's what in essence you are, you know, your client is your boss because when you're working for anybody, everyone's your boss at that point. Um, but you get the opportunity to try different positions and, you know, see if working for yourself is actually a viable opportunity for you. All right. Awesome. Well, hey, Jay, uh, thanks for sharing your entrepreneurial success story and uh, sharing the opportunity that Freelance Vets has out there for uh, military members and in, in the military spouse also. Um, look forward to hearing about your guys' future success. I know you're fairly early on, but you got plenty of uh, experience in this in this niche and in this industry that, uh, you know, look forward to hearing about what the what successes you have here in your future. Great. I appreciate the time today, Joe, and it was a pleasure to speak to you. All right, you bet. Take care, and these two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.